Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And let me tell you, we have a fascinating show today. You know, so many people reach out to me at the magazine at the Entrepreneur Spotlight Series and they say, hey, Andy, we want to be made abreast of all the new things that are happening in medicine, all the new things that are happening in the medical field, all the new things that are happening in the screening field. I mean, screening has become such a interesting sort of space right now. So many people are involved with it. So many universities are looking at it. Screening for health challenges. And we've been able to bring in one of the worldwide leaders, Ms. Karen Grinside. Is it Grinside? Grinside, perfect. Okay. We'll, we'll edit that out. And Karen is the executive director of JScreen at Emory University. And when this came across my desk, I just knew I had to bring Karen on the show. There's so much great things going on at JScreen. It's a very specific screening, but I think that it's just incredible to talk about it. And it's going to give you such a good insight on what's happening in today's world with regard to screening. Karen, Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Show today. Thank you, Andy. I'm glad to be here. It's so great to have you here. You know, your title as the executive director, it's so important. I want to get into your background and experience in just a little bit. But first off, could you please just tell us exactly what JScreen is and sort of what it's all about? Sure, absolutely. So JScreen got started because we felt like there was a need to get information out to people so they could understand their genetics to help them plan for having children, uh, more recently to help predict their risk for cancer. But we wanted to figure out an easy way to get that done at a national level. And so we developed this online at-home program where people can do their genetic testing from home. I love it. It's so interesting. And of course, JScreen originally was intended for screening Jewish genetic diseases. Uh, and that's evolved. So let's talk about that. How has that evolved? Because it's very fascinating. Right. So that's where the J originally came from. And we got started because there was a family. We're based in Emory University in Atlanta, even though we're a national program. So there was an Atlanta Jewish family who had a child with a Jewish genetic disease that could have known about their risk for having a child with that disease prior to becoming pregnant but they weren't offered appropriate testing. And so we set out on a mission and with funding from a donor who was interested in doing this 
to get the word out to the Jewish community that they could do testing for diseases that they're at risk for. But as we grew over the years, I mean, obviously, there are diseases common in the Jewish community that can happen in other groups. And likewise, diseases in other groups that can happen in the Jewish community. And in reality, we should all be screened for a number of different things that are common in all different groups. And so we've evolved from Jewish focus to really community focused. It's so great. And I love the community focus that you have, Karen. It's really remarkable. And of course, your background is really remarkable. So I want to talk about J-Screen. Some of the new screenings that you have are really remarkable. I know you have a cancer screening now, but before we get into that, so that people can sort of get an understanding of what it takes to become the executive director of something like J-Screen, the nonprofit that doing that is doing such great work, tell us a little bit about your background and experience. Sure. So I, when I went to college, I, I really love genetics, kind of a genetics nerd. And I thought, what can I do with that? I'm not going to work in a lab. I want to work with people. And uh, I got interested then in doing something called genetic counseling, which used to be no one had ever heard of genetic counseling before. Now, actually, it's becoming a little bit more of a popular career. But I thought what I could do is use that genetics training to actually help people understand their genetic information. So I got my master's degree in genetic counseling and worked for many years in the clinics with families who had children with really bad genetic diseases. And I spent a lot of time sitting down with families saying, this is, this is what your child has. There's not a lot that we can do about it. You know, giving bad news. And when I knew that that family could have known ahead of time that they had a genetic risk, it really set me on a mission to be able to get information out about prevention and the tools that people can use to plan ahead and had this great opportunity at Emory to launch this national program uh, to be able to make this accessible for people across the country. It's amazing. And it's a great journey. And it started with a passion by seeing this family. And of course, now here you are as the executive director. You know, when we talk about sort of prevention, I know you recently launched a cancer screening program called Cancer Gen. It just looks remarkable. Why did you launch that? And, and how does all that work? So, you know, there are all sorts of, there are different kinds of genetic testing. You know, you, you hear about, you're watching TV, you hear about ancestry testing, which is not what we do. You can do genetic testing to diagnose a disease or to, to, for reproduction, like we were just talking about, to help plan ahead and see what genes you carry that you could pass on to your children. But you can also do testing to see if you carry mutations in cancer susceptibility genes, because about 10% of cancers are hereditary. These genes run in families. And if you knew you had a genetic risk, and that's kind of hidden, but you were born with that risk, there are things that you can often do to help prevent yourself from getting cancer. And we thought since we're a prevention program, doing a cancer gen or cancer panel is going to be very helpful to people who want to know their, their risks so they can, they can prevent cancer. So interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. And, and again, you said 10% are genetic and to catch those early through a screening just makes all the sense in the world. When we think about some of the other screenings that you do that are the popular screenings, Karen, that people come to you for throughout the world, what are some of the other screenings that people are very fascinated and interested in at JScreen right now? So we're focused, we're focused on medical grade testing. We're focused on 
not the kind of testing that you might do for fun to find out, you know, whether you have a widow's peak or like cilantro, you know, we're not doing that type of testing. We, we are really focused right now on the two types of testing we talked about. Number one, testing to see if there are risks to your future children so you can plan ahead for a healthy family um, and the cancer predictive testing. Those are the two that we're offering now. There are many other types of testing, for example, for cardiac risks. And, and we will be in the future touching on, on those types of medical tests as well. Interesting. You know, let's, let's focus in on what I think you call the reprogen. Uh, this is the genetic testing. So who's coming to the university? Who's coming to JScreen to take advantage of this genetic screening that you offer? So, so the, the great thing about JScreen is you don't have to go anywhere. And I'll, I'll, I can talk about that in a minute. Everybody's testing from home. And this has actually been very pandemic friendly, even though we've been around for a long time, because you don't have to go anywhere to see anybody. But the people that are coming to us for testing, look, if, if a person was going to have testing through their doctor's office, let's say they want to do this reprogen, this reproductive testing about having healthy babies in the future, um, they often that testing is offered. Most of the time that testing is offered when a, a couple's already pregnant. So you go in, you get this testing done, they go, oh my gosh, you have this genetic risk. And so now what do you do? You know, it's putting people in a bad position. So a lot of what we do is getting out, spreading the word about the importance of doing this prior to conception, prior to pregnancy. So people have options to help them have healthy children. And so that's really our mission is this preconception testing around, um, around risk for things like Tay-Sachs disease, sickle cell, cystic fibrosis, fragile X, muscular dystrophy, these things that are hereditary, but parents can be carriers and wouldn't know about it unless they had this testing done. So those are the people that we're trying to bring to this reproductive screening. Um, so at age demographic 18 to 45, people who are having a first or subsequent kid. Um, for the cancer testing, look, it's, it's any adult. So anybody... 18 and up, really more encouraged for maybe 25 and up when you could take action to help prevent cancer. Unlimited age limit at the top. Um, and it can be people who themselves have cancer, they have a family history of cancer, or even they have a risk based on ethnicity and, and, want, it, and, and want that information for planning. This screening is so important and it's so interesting who actually, you know, reviews the results? Do you have genetic counselors that actually review the results to give those results back? How does all that work for the people that come in or actually stay at home for the testing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so this is what really, really makes our program shine because unlike a more direct to consumer test where you might register for a test, get a kit, you know, send in your kit from home and just get your results sent back to you and you need to figure out what that means. We have genetic counselors involved throughout the process. So you get on our website, jscreen.org, you register for a screening kit. Um, once you register for that kit, a genetic counselor is reviewing the information you provided to make sure the testing is relevant to you. And when your results are ready, uh, there's a genetic counselor that will reach out and say your results are ready. Click here to schedule an appointment via telehealth phone or video conferencing to explain your results. And that's really important because a person has a right to understand what those results mean, the implications, and what are their next steps and to offer support along the way. 
Yeah, I would think that would be so important. So, you know, let's say you're a, a young family, you're not a family yet, but you want to have a family and, and you go in for the, the reprogen and you click on the, the results and something shows up in your genetic blueprint that the, the counselor needs to talk you through. I would imagine that's such an important aspect of what you offer, because I would imagine if in the unlikely event that some genetic material shows up that maybe would cause someone some pause that they need to have a counselor to kind of work them through it and help them understand what the, you know, what the possibilities are. Is that right? That's right. And, and I'll say that the vast majority of the time that people come through for testing, we're, we're very reassuring. People are, are, are getting results that, are, that don't indicate an increased risk the vast majority of the time. But, but for that under 5% of the time that we do find that a couple is at risk, let's say for a child with a genetic disease, right, that genetic counselor will explain what the condition is, what that would mean for future children, um, what kind of medical resources would be available for uh, for a child with that condition? Is treatment available? And what options they had have going into a pregnancy to help maximize their chances for a healthy child? Wow, it's so Very fascinating. Important. So important what you're doing. It's great work, Karen, at JScreen. I mean, it's just remarkable. Now, you probably have some screenings on tap, like that, that are, you're looking future forward. And and when you think about the screening medical space, Karen, where do you think it all goes? Do you think it evolves? Do you think we get more screening? Maybe it's one screening that is able to screen for everything. Where's this all going to go in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I got started in genetics, which was some years ago, uh, if I if I would have been able to see what's happening in the world of genetics today, I would have never believed it. You know, we would sit down and tell a family, oh, this is a recessive genetic disease. You know, we can do this one test and it's going to cost you a whole lot of money. Now, look, your whole, gen all of your genetic information could be sequenced. You know, we can do whole exome sequencing and, and, and we can do whole genome. And, and the future is really being able to provide a, a little DNA sample and look at all of your genes and provide information about risk to your own health, risk to your future children. It, it's, it's exciting and the cost of that is going down. And so if you're if I would talk to you five years from now, everything you know will have changed and there'll be a lot more out there. And, and that's where we're headed. And um, and maybe we have that information as a newborn and then are able to know about our health and, and be able to be healthier moving forward. Um, so we're heading in, a, in an exciting direction. Well, I love it. It is very exciting. And, you know, let's talk a little bit more about cancer, Jen, because cancer affects so many people under the sun. I mean, you can't find a family or at least a family that has friends that have not been impacted by cancer. I have a good friend of mine that was just diagnosed and there's so many different types of cancers, whether, you know, it's a cancer of the blood, the lymphoma system, you know, glioblastoma in the brain, your cancer gen, the, the program, the cancer screening, what types of cancer does that screen for? So we have a, a panel of 63 cancer susceptibility genes, as we call them. So genes where if you have a change in it, 
These genes are supposed to protect you from cancer. If you have a mutation, you're not protected. And for each of those genes, we know what types of cancer you would be at increased risk for. So for example, the BRCA gene, which people have heard about, the BRCA genes. So we know that if a woman has a change in one of these genes, her risk for breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and even pancreatic is increased. If a man, people don't realize this, if a man has a change in one of those genes, he has an increased risk also for breast cancer, which people don't think about, um, and for prostate cancer and pancreatic. And so uh, if, if, we have, if we had that kind of information, what could a person do? Well, a woman knowing that would, would know she needs to be screened more often for these types of cancer, mammograms, breast MRIs, looking for ovarian, which is a little bit trickier, or she might want to do preventative surgeries uh, to, to significantly reduce her risk for getting those types of cancers. So this information can be really powerful. Wow. Well, you and your team are doing great work. You've got some of the best researchers and doctors and scientists on staff working in this program. How does it work? You know, I'm a layman. I'm, I'm here. I'm listening to the show. I'm saying, well, you know, I, I'd like to know, you know, what I'd like to be screened for cancer. I mean, it's, it's interesting. How does the screening work? How much does it cost? How, how, does, how do I get the kit? How does it work? So what we're really trying to do is do, do everybody's work, do the person's work for them so that it makes it as easy as possible to come through because we want to make this accessible and we want to make it affordable. That's our mission. We're a nonprofit based out of a university. We just want to try to get this out to people. So the way it works is people hit our website, jscreen.org. They see information. They learn about our tests. They see that you can offer the reprogen, the cancer gen, or both, whatever is relevant to that person. And they start registering for a kit. And so they're entering demographic information, uh, their doctor's name, their insurance information, their family history. And again, our genetic counselors are reviewing that information on the back end, going back and forth by email if there are other questions. And, and then um, if the testing is relevant, you get a spit kit in the mail. Um, it has directions, you spit in a tube, you, you throw it back in the mail. Um, it goes out to the lab. About three weeks later, you get an email from genetic counselor. Your results are ready. As I said before, click here to schedule an appointment. And um, it, that's done by either phone or secure video conferencing to explain the results. Now, as part of that process, we're also getting a signed order from that person's healthcare provider in the state where they live, which we're required to do. It's a medical test. Um, and that's allowing us to do the testing and genetic counseling. And the great thing about that is at the end, we report back to the person, but also report back to their doctor so that they are able to help that person with any follow-up that they might need. Um, in terms of cost, we're trying to make the test affordable and we're trying to make sure that regardless of a person's insurance coverage, deductibles, co-pays, et cetera, that we keep the cost low. So our Reprogen test is priced at 149, cancer is 199. If a person is not able to pay, we have financial assistance available. Karen, it's beautiful, it's amazing. And, and for the type of care and the type of science and the type of opportunity to actually have a counselor and a, and a genetic counselor talk to you and go through the results, that price point is remarkable. I mean, it's really, really incredible. Now, there are screening options available at hospitals and at my doctor's office. 
what makes the J screen different than what I'm going to get at the doctor's office? Mm -hmm. So you can absolutely have this type of testing done through your doctor's office. You can go to the doctor and say, I'm interested in either one of these tests, you know, probably for the reproductive test to be an OBGYN or primary care doctor. Um, and, and, you know, depending on cancer, uh, it could be different types, internal medicine, maybe. But uh, you could definitely tell them that you're interested in having this testing done. Um, one of the, the things that you need to watch out for, number one, you need to make sure you're having a good comprehensive test. Um, if you do it through your regular doctor's office, it may not be, they may not have a lot of good background to be able to help explain those results to you. It may not be their area of expertise. And in addition to that, Sometimes that testing will cost you a lot of money, depending on your insurance. So they may not have a situation where this is your price point, no matter what. Um, and so that's something to watch out for. But but you you can have this type of testing done. We make it more convenient, but you could go to your doctor. Interesting. Uh, with Reprogen, and part of my naivety on this, uh, will the will the screening also tell me? whether I have a good chance of having a child, uh, you know, or, or, or it doesn't get that involved. I, I mean, I was just curious. You, you mean like fertility? Yes, fertility. No, no, it doesn't tell you anything about that. No, just about genetic disease. But uh, the fertility part is interesting because one of the uses of the Reprogen test is, let's say a couple found out that they had a, 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 a risk for 25% risk for child with Tay-Sachs disease. And they were interested in being able to plan ahead. Um, one, of the, one of the options for that couple would be pursuing in vitro fertilization uh, with genetic testing so that they could maximize their chances for getting pregnant with an unaffected child. But no, we're not predicting whether a couple would be fertile. And when I do the Reprogen, do I do it with my partner, with my wife, my husband? Do we both get the spit kit, as you call it, and send it both in at the same time so that you can sort of analyze both of us or it, that's not necessary? Right. So you're going to get the most comprehensive answer if you test both people um, because the, the tests are very, very, very accurate, but you have your absolute highest detection rate if you test both people. But a lot of people come through testing one, one member of the couple first. And if that couple's a carrier for anything, uh, they then test the other partner, and that's fine as well. Now, if you test both and something from the genetic makeup of both sort of, I guess, we'll, well, I'll call it a red flag for, for, for lack of a better term, does then um, the genetic counselors, you know, say, listen, you both have this genetic situation and, you know, based on both of you having it, the percentages look like this or that. How does that conversation go? Yeah. So the vast majority of the diseases that we're screening for on the Reprogen panel are what we call recessive, meaning that in order for a child to be affected, both parents have to be carriers. And that puts each of their pregnancies at 25% risk. And yes, we would explain to that couple what those risks are, what the condition is, you know, and help them think through next steps. Um, cancer, these cancer genes are inherited in a different way. So, if you have one copy of one of these, um, a mutation in a cancer gene, that puts you yourself at risk. And each of your kids have a 50% chance of inheriting that change and also being at risk. It doesn't take the two parents. So it's really a different conversation 
um, about what that means. Wow, Karen, it's so fascinating. I mean, you know, if you're not in the medical field and you hear this, like I'm hearing it, I'm not in the medical field, I'm in the entrepreneurship field and, and I'm listening to you talk and I'm saying to, to myself, this is remarkable. You know, I've got so many questions and again, part of my simplistic questions, but you know, when you're not in the medical field, you want things broken down in a simple way. And I think you do that very well with J screen, especially of course, with the counselors that you provide sort of at the end of the process. So I really love that, the genetic counselors. This is absolutely remarkable. I can see why, you know, you are the executive director of JScreen. You're so well-spoken. You explain it so easily, and it's so nice to have a conversation with you. I mean, it's so easy to have this conversation. And I know that sort of, you know, corporate culture starts at the top, and I'm sure that all of your counselors are just so caring people, and they can explain things not only in a scientific way, but in a way that people can easily understand that are not part of the science community. So what you're doing at Emory University at J Screen is absolutely remarkable. I'm going to have you on the show again because I could go on and on and <laughs> awesome. on asking all these questions. I, I find you so fascinating and what you're doing is remarkable. So Karen, thank you so much for coming on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. This has been awesome. Great. Thank you, Andy. And if people want to reach us, uh, they can find us online at jscreen.org. They can email info at jscreen.org. And we're also on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, be in touch. 